This is Jack Gottlieb with the L&D Transformation Podcast where business leaders share their advice. It's five questions in nine minutes because talent development needs to create value and generate results quickly that balance immediate needs and long-term transformation. So let's get to it. In a few sentences, please tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, I'm Kim Tran and I serve as the Vice President of Talent Management for Allstate. Allstate is a global Fortune 100 insurance company and I get the amazing job of designing a place that talent loves for Allstate. What would you say is the best thing about being in learning and development, talent development today? Oh gosh, there's so many different things. Uh, for me personally, you know, right now Allstate is on this wonderful multi-year journey um, of transformation, really to shift towards a capabilities and skills led organization. And all that means is that we're really rethinking how we um, assess skills and using skills as the new currency for mobility. So um, just yeah. think about a world where, you know, work is designed around a cluster of fungible skills needed to do um, and perform tasks and um, not necessarily limited by a person's job description, their title or their tenure. And so the work that I'm focused on is really building that new talent and learning operating model um, that is really going to meet the evolving, you know, business needs and outcomes. And then I get to use emerging technologies um, in AI to really um, support that talent engine that, you know, essentially starts at the top of the funnel with recruiting and then um, going down is supported by an internal talent marketplace that really offers like AI powered personalized learning, upskilling, internal mobility opportunities. And for me, like the best part is that talent and L&D um, professionals, we now have a seat at the executive table. Um, and I think a big part of that is because, uh, you know, people strategy is becoming such a central and core part of a business's um, success. So in other words, you know, business success depends on people's success. So we have this like incredible opportunity right now to shape the future workforce by being able to identify those emerging or durable skills and then designing learning um, programs that actually address those needs. And uh, from my seat, I really think of our ability to equip leaders and employees with the right skills, capabilities, opportunities, ultimately create better outcomes for the company, uh, like, you know, improved performance, increased uh, employee engagement, organizational growth. So I just like cannot think of a better place to be right now that is just so rewarding um, than in the talent and L&D space. I love what you shared because what you described is that intersection between the path and the capability the business needs to meet and anticipate market and customer shifts, priorities, changing the view of value of what quote unquote an insurance product is. By the way, as you already know, but for our listeners, I'm a customer, so very happy. And a happy customer. I want to just put that on the record. <laughs> very happy customer. Very happy customer. Left Liberty Mutual, I'm not going back. You can use that. Um, all state, all day. Yes. All state, all day. I like, I like Um, But also, how does it intersect the capability and path of our people? And what does that mean in terms of real impact, which inside of it is growth, is success, but it's about impact. And you said something really powerful that leads me to my next question, which is it's beyond the job because we're hired to do a job, but we're paid to achieve results beyond the job. How do I create value and impact, which is what exactly what you alluded to? A lot of executives within, and as you alluded to, even beyond talent L&D, but the full C-suite, 
agree there will be continued shifts in this embedded people-first strategy as a complete interweave parallel to the business. How do you things, see things continually evolving? The reality is that, you know, companies that we can't, we can no longer hire our way out of talent shortages, right? When we look at a skill scarcity combined with how rapidly changing the, the labor market is, the companies that are really staying ahead of their competitors are the ones that are investing more in upskilling their workforce internally, um, more specifically. And it's no longer enough just to get top talent in the door. We have to find better, more effective ways to keep them here longer, more engaged and better skilled. Um, I love looking at, you know, external data. And when you, you know, one of the key uh, components recently, if you look at um, LinkedIn, they recently published their 2023 uh, workforce learning report. Yep. And what it indicated in there was that the number one way that companies and leaders are working to improve retention and engagement is by offering up more meaningful learning opportunities. Now, if you switch that around and you look at from the employee standpoint, the number one motivation for employees to learn is actually feeling that they're making progress towards their career goals. So That's the simple right. reality is that people who aren't learning or growing in their jobs, they're going to leave, right? As humans, we all crave and really thrive on meaningful work that uh, makes an impact, you know, followed by flexibility and how we work and we'll leave to find it. And so I think that's really powerful for us to really understand that shift. And the other big shift that I'm seeing is a huge surge in um, personalized and adaptive learning. So that traditional, yeah. you know, one size fits all approach to enterprise learning is really outdated. It's not effective for all, especially if you are um, leading a global or highly distributed organization. And so what I'm loving uh, seeing more of is that more uh, learning technologies, more data analytics being actually used to personalize learning experiences based on individual needs, preferences, performance, and skill gaps. So um, at Allstate, we're really on this cool journey to offer what's considered like a, a Netflix or Amazon approach to personalized learning. So if you can imagine a world where the system has all of this rich data feeding into it, um, from multiple uh, sources, it can tell us each learner's preferences, their skills gaps, their career aspirations, what are the business um, needs as well. So we can connect those two and then be able to connect the employee quickly in one platform to uh, relevant training, to job opportunities, to gigs, and even to mentors. And it does this all by sending alerts or nudges in their natural flow of work. So these are the big shifts that I think really reflect not only the evolving needs and uh, personal preferences of our learners, but also um, connects to the advancements in technology and requires a much deeper need to understand learner-centric preferences. It's a phenomenal point. I want to validate for, for those watching. What you're alluding to is where, certainly where a lot of evolution in the world of business is going, and certainly talent development learning development is going as well as it's the platform before the apps, right? So the Netflix platform, Disney Plus, Max, the platform is what's key because otherwise the content is completely disconnected and I can't find it. But in the world of learning, yeah. my goals, my needs, how does it intersect the business, learning and, and career opportunities, how does that all intersect to, again, not just skill, but capability 
And the other piece you alluded to is it's about progress. I can take a lot of learning. It can be valuable, can be really good. It doesn't mean it's applied. It doesn't mean it's hardwired. It doesn't mean it's, it's as, as I like to say, when I'm in learning, I don't realize I'm in learning. And when I'm in work, I don't realize I'm not learning. It should be embedded. It should be an extension. So I think your point beyond well taken, so much more will come on that. Absolutely. What guidance or advice, Kim, would you say to folks who are embarking not just on the journey of the future evolution of learning, but this intersection we're talking about where it really is all threaded together and ultimately not only for the benefit of the business and our customers, but our people? What guidance would you give folks who are on the same journey or are about to embark on? I think the best piece of advice that I can give is to get really, really curious and embrace new technology and innovation. So really try to stay up to date with the latest learning technology advancements and find ways to actually leverage them to enhance or even reimagine how you're designing your talent um, development initiatives. Um, I think there was a, a recent um, McKinsey report that showed that as many as 80% of jobs today can incorporate some form of generative AI into their current work activities, right? Oh, so it's adoption rate, it's accessibility has far surpassed what we've witnessed back in the day with like web, mobile, or even, you know, cloud technologies. So my, my biggest piece of advice is don't be afraid of it. Don't be fearful of it. Get really curious about it. Um, your fear shouldn't be that AI is going to replace your job. Your fear should be that you're competing with people who know how to leverage AI to be more effective, to be more productive and more innovative in their job. So, you know, start exploring different LXP platforms, virtual reality simulation, immersive learning, uh, gamification, and any other kind of innovative tools to create that engaging interactive learning experience for your employees. Um, I know there's a big hot topics around things like emerging technology with, you know, yep. chat GPT, generative AI, and um, AI enhanced co-pilots, all of those things are actually already transforming the world of learning as we know it. I'll give a really practical, you know, real life example. So if you look at any roles focused on whether it's content design or development or curation, so if you take your typical um, instructional designer or, or content developer who would probably spend you know, days or weeks trying to create a, a course outline, the curriculum, draft the, the presentations, write the scripts, convert it to videos, upload it, all of those things. Now you can actually quickly go to, for example, openai.com, put in a prompt in ChatGPT to create a course outline or a detailed curriculum or a video script that really teaches people on whatever topic it is that you want to, right? You fill in the blank. And then you can go over to a tool like Canva that designs the the presentations and videos really quickly or Synthesia that actually uses AI to quickly turn your video scripts that you generated in ChatGPT into speech, right? And then it um, creates uh, diverse AI avatars in multiple languages, or you could even drop your script into a tool like WellSaid that converts your yeah. um, written text script into voice. So all of this can be done in a matter of minutes, not weeks. So now... Imagine the level of productivity and product output that this same individual now has. This frees up their time, right, to spend more on the learner experience, getting user feedback, using data insights, and using all of those things to continuously improve 
their product's impact. And that's a really, really massive shift in the industry right now. I think the key takeaway that I would just encourage everyone to think about is it's really about our ability to stay balanced on AI and not to lose the human you know, touch is where it really matters. Right. So our opportunity here is not to fall so in love with like the theory and the technology and the shiny new objects that we forget to be really human-centered in our design. But you can have those coexist. And, and having them coexist is, to me, like the holy grail. Well, Sam, before we hit our last question, I think you and I talked about, you know, when we were connecting uh, prior to this this episode, technology's main goal, and organizations need to wrap not just mindset around this, but really owning this to exactly what you said. Technology's main goal is to extend human touch, not replace it. And that requires us to realize it's going to amplify me as it's done in banking, where I'm not just going to be a teller, I'm going to be able to focus on greater value. And if I'm even managing wealth or loans, how do I have more of a deeper engagement to educate and empower my customers, not just now being stuck on the time on the transaction, because tech is here to support it. Last question. Totally. What are the one to two most critical skills, capabilities to be successful in the new world of L&D, talent development? What would you say that is? Yeah. The two that always, you know, make the, my my top list. One is learning agility. I really well, consider yeah. this to be the most important meta skill, and all this means is, you know, learning how to learn new skills, uh, unlearning your old habits, and then relearning or adjusting your approach based on your new experiences, new information that you're getting. And people who have a really, really high degree of learning agility. They tend to be amazing and very creative problem solvers because they're able to quickly use that new information to improve the way they work, the way they interact, um, and then therefore become more productive. And this is, to me, is such a critical skill for our, you know, designing it for our future ready workforce as well, because um, it also allows them to more effectively adapt to the constant changes in their um, environment. And then the second skill I often think about is being a systems thinker. And all this means is having a really, really clear understanding of how different parts within and across the company interact and connect in the context of the larger organization. And the skill here is that it really requires us to constantly be challenging assumptions and taking on multiple perspectives, sometimes at all at once, to really understand, you know, dependencies um, and upstream and downstream impacts of the decisions that we make. So. Um, my my advice here is just, you know, try not to operate in a vacuum. And when you're designing for your learners, when you're interacting with the business, really try to um, build those partnerships, those cross-functional partnerships, because that will help you in improving your systems thinking and really understanding, um, you know, your, your impact to the business and your employee needs. Absolutely. The intersection of being a systems thinker and realizing one's value one's products or services value isn't just in the hardcore I as an employee mm -hmm. and or product or service. It's the intersection across all other aspects, contextually relevant to what's going on in our marketing customers, but that's systems thinking and agility. Absolutely. I can have a set path, but I have to be able to be agile on how I take different components, pull that together in order to pivot and learn and not be stuck on, well, these are my three steps. This is what that was phenomenal. Phenomenal. You were incredible. Um, it was such a pleasure having you on and the depth in terms of both 
kind of horizontally looking at the landscape, but vertically, hey, how do we drive things forward is is right on point. I think we both agree with where today and tomorrow is. So it's great. This is Jack Gottlieb with the LD Transformation Podcast. For more, you can check out all of our episodes on all three seasons right here on our home channel, but also Apple, Spotify, Amazon, as well as LinkedIn. Kim, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Jack. Super fun. Excellent.